Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast, a podcast dedicated to teaching you all the tools and techniques you need to master the mental game and take your performances to the next level. Here's your host, Eli Straw. Welcome to this training on how to build mental toughness. In it, we're going to talk about some common misconceptions that surround mental toughness in athletes and then get into the six key areas that you need to focus on to build mental toughness. So let's get started. When thinking about mental toughness, you know, let's let's kind of talk about what the definition of mental toughness is because this is often a vague concept. When I'm thinking about mental toughness, I'm thinking of it as a measure of an individual's ability to be resilient, have confidence, remain competitive, and overcome adversity in their life or in their sport. So in short, mental toughness is that ability to have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself, bounce back from failures, face challenges, and go through them. And all of this is going to become very clear when we talk about kind of the six key characteristics of mental toughness. But before we can get into that, there are definitely some common misconceptions that surround mental toughness, especially with athletes. So number one is going to be that you're born with it. This is kind of a an idea that I had when I was in high school and college was that you were born with mental toughness. So I so desperately wanted to appear mentally tough because if I showed any sign of weakness, it means I wasn't mentally tough. Yet when you realize that mental toughness, just like any other trait, either a physical trait or a mental trait, can be developed. And not only can it be developed, but it needs to be developed. When you realize that, you welcome mistakes. You see these challenges and adversities as opportunities to grow. So misconception number one is that you're born with mental toughness. The truth is, yeah, you may be. Some people are more inclined to be more mentally tough, just like some people are more inclined to certain sports and certain activities, maybe being a little bit more confident. That's just the truth of the matter. But this doesn't mean that you have to be born with it. It is something that can and really needs to be developed. Misconception number two is that you can't show any weakness. When you're playing sports, this one is huge because you feel like if I want to be mentally tough, if I want to show my coaches that I'm mentally tough, I can't show any weakness. When we're talking about this weakness, especially from my point of view when I'm working with athletes one-on-one with mental game coaching, this typically comes in the form of their minds. So if an athlete is struggling with performance anxiety, let's say, they don't want to open up to their coach about the anxiety that they're feeling because they see that as a weakness. And if they show this weakness, it means they're not mentally tough. But the truth is, to be mentally tough, it means you have to improve yourself. And if you really do show these weaknesses and you open up about them, that in and of itself is being strong. It's being mentally tough. But beyond that, as you move forward, If you open up to weaknesses right now, you can improve upon them and become even stronger moving forward. An example is in the weight room, right? Like, let's say that your your weakness is the squat. If you always tried to hide that and push it aside, are you going to get any better? Are your legs really going to get stronger? No, they're going to get stronger in some other moves, but with that squat, that core movement, you're not going to gain any strength. But if you open up that weakness, tell your coach about it, and really work on improving it, you're going to be stronger because of that moving forward. And misconception number three is that there's no room for vulnerability. Vulnerability means that you're opening yourself up. You're opening yourself up to challenges. You're opening yourself up to showing weakness. This really plays off the last one because if you think that showing any sort of vulnerability, 
is weakness. Any sign of lack of confidence, performance anxiety, perfectionism, negative self-talk. If you view that as weakness, you're not going to want to be vulnerable and open up about that because you have to have the facade that you are mentally tough. So really, in thinking about these misconceptions, the number one thing that I want you to take from this and I want you to remember moving forward is that mental toughness, just like any other skill, can and must be developed. If you have that mindset, then you realize it is okay to show weakness. You realize that you don't have to be born with it and you realize that being vulnerable is necessary. Now, let's get into the makings of a tough mind. So what are the six key areas that you need to focus on as an athlete to build mental toughness? Number one is self-awareness. Number two is self-confidence. Number three is self-worth. Number four is resilience. Number five is a successful self-image. And number six is self-management. Now we're going to go into each one of these in a little bit more detail. So starting off, we have self-awareness. Being self-aware means you have the ability to understand your thoughts feelings, and emotions with self-awareness. This isn't just understanding what you're thinking, for example. It goes beyond that to say, why are you thinking that? How have you gotten yourself to that thought? How is that thought making you feel? How is that thought impacting your performance? When it comes to mental toughness, the reason that you need this self-awareness is because it provides you with insight. Insight and understanding into what you're currently thinking. Why do certain situations cause you to feel more anxious? Why do you doubt yourself when you're playing certain teams, but when you're playing other teams or other types of opponents, you feel more confident? If you want to have that mental toughness, that level-headedness, that confidence, that ability to bounce back from failures, you need to be able to understand yourself first, which is why self-awareness is a core piece to the puzzle of building a strong mind. Next, we have self-confidence. Self-confidence is... So important because when you develop this self-confidence, it acts as a wall within your mind to outside interference. You no longer will be as reliant on external praise, so praise from your coaches, praise from your parents, your teammates, and you will have this belief within that you know you have the abilities you need to succeed. Now that is being mentally tough right there. If you constantly need this validation from your coaches, for example, that you're good enough, you are not mentally tough, at least not yet. And when you have this self-confidence, the trust in yourself that no matter what, you have the skills capable of succeeding, how much more mentally tough are you going to be? Let's say that you just made a mistake. If you don't have self-confidence, it's going to be hard for you to keep moving forward. But if you have that belief in yourself, that confidence, it's going to be that much easier to be resilient. Number three, or characteristic number three, is self-worth. Now, When you cultivate this sense of value within yourself, self-worth means you're judging your own value, right? You say that you have high value and high worth. An armor is placed around your mind. Now setbacks can be viewed objectively and they're not going to be a hit to who you are. When you don't have a very high or strong sense of self-worth, as an athlete, it's really easy to tie the self-worth up in your performance, which means if you have a bad game, it means you think less of yourself. That's not a recipe for having a strong mind because it means that you then become afraid of making a mistake because a mistake is no longer simply a missed shot or a strikeout, for example. A mistake means you were not good enough. However, when you have high self-worth and you judge yourself just outside of your sport with value, you can then look at mistakes objectively and actually learn from them. That is having a strong mindset. Number four is resilience. Resilience I've already talked about in terms of having confidence. 
Resilience means you have the ability to bounce back from failures. You're learning from your failures. And this is so crucial because you are taking something that ordinarily was a negative experience and you're turning it into a positive experience. You are saying that I can make mistakes. I welcome mistakes because I have a strong mindset. I look at these mistakes. I learn from them. I don't take them as a personal hit to who I am and I improve myself moving forward. Number five is a successful self-image. You cannot outperform your own self-image. This means that however you truly and honestly see yourself as a player, that is what you're going to default to. You might have a stretch of five or six really good games, but if there's that belief in yourself that you don't think you're a consistent player, I promise there's going to be a time in the next couple games where you're going to play poorly. That's just what happens. You match that self-image. By building a strong and successful self-image, you are adding to a strong mindset and you are building mental toughness because you are saying that at the very core, I see myself as successful. Then lastly, number six is self-management. For me, self-management kind of encompasses all the previous five characteristics because when we say, hey, that person's mentally tough or you're mentally tough, one of the things that comes to mind is that their mind is very sturdy. Meaning, if something good happens, they don't have to show extreme excitement. If something bad happens, they're not down in the dumps. They have a very level head. Having this level head comes from being very highly skilled in self-management. Self-management is the next step after self-awareness, and it simply means that you can control what you think in a certain environment. You can also control how you feel. You can also control how you act and how you behave. Thinking in terms of your sport, how much better would you play if you could control how you're feeling going into a game? Better yet, what if you could control your mental response, so what you're thinking after you make a mistake? That is huge right there. That's huge for the success moving forward in the game and huge for your confidence. To be a mentally strong athlete, you have to have self-management. You have to be able to control your thoughts, control your emotions, and ultimately control your actions on the field or on the court. So that is the last key to building a strong mindset. So with these six characteristics, I encourage you to take them one by one and focus on building and developing each one. If you do, then you have built the foundation of mental toughness for yourself as an athlete. I hope you enjoyed this training, and if you did, please hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't already. I put out two new trainings each week on sports psychology and mental training to help you build a championship mindset. Now, speaking of a championship mindset, in the description below, I put a link to another free training that I've created that walks you through an exercise that I do with the, ex the athletes that I work with that takes you through figuring out what is your optimal, optimal championship mindset, meaning what is the mindset that you need on a consistent basis to perform your best? So go ahead and click that link and take that free training for yourself. Thank you for watching and I wish you the best of success in all that you do. If you want to hear more mental game tips, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the Success Starts Within YouTube channel, follow Eli on Instagram, the handle is at Eli Straw, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at successstartswithin.com.